Many, many years ago, I, um, I was digging around in my mum and dad's library at home. I'd have been about 20, maybe. And I've been in Christian meetings all my life. I heard a whole pile of messages. And I found a book by Kenneth Hagen. It blew my mind. It was like nothing I'd ever heard. And it set my life on a completely different course. And the thing that made it different than all the other preaching I'd heard was as I read the stuff something bubbled up in my heart and uh, what that what that was was faith and joy and since that time I started really preaching When I started preaching, I started preaching with faith. Some of my early messages was, you know, if God can part the Red Sea, you don't have a problem. You know, if God is big and He loves us, hey, who's got a problem? And I used to have a youth group and I used to preach to them and those are my messages. And I'm still excited about faith in God. And I realized that many Christians don't seem to have a lot of faith. And it is possible to go to churches where you come out feeling worse than when you went in. But I want to just talk a little bit about this amazing substance called faith. Um, there's, a, there's been a movie out recently called Angels and Demons and it's all about this little thing, of, little piece of antimatter that someone stole. Uh, It was fiction, but it was more powerful than nuclear explosions. And the story is that this, this guy hides it in the Vatican and they're going to blow up the whole of the Vatican and uh, that was the story. Faith is so powerful that a grain of mustard seed size can move a mountain. 
A faith comes from actually hearing messages like I preach. Faith comes from it actually comes from the preached word of God. Yeah, the Bible says how can they take him listening, yeah? Yeah. The Bible says, how can we hear about Jesus unless we hear it preached to us by a preacher? Now, literature is really good. The written word is really, really important. But so is the preached word. And um, one of the things we've tried to do on our website is put lots of preaching up there. All good faith stuff where it wouldn't be there. And literature. And recently we uploaded some stuff from Kenneth Copeland. And we've also got to put some stuff up there from John Osteen and Ulf Ekman. Other men that I consider really preach faith. And here is one of the reasons why we preach faith, and this is in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. Sorry, yes, it's 1 John chapter 5, verse 4, not 14. Първо Йоанново, за чапта 4. 4. Sorry, 5, verse 4. Apologies. 5, verse 4. Right. It says here, For whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Казва така, защото всичко, което е родено от Бога, побеждава света. И тази победа, която е победила света, е спечелила нашата вяра. И кой побеждава света, ако не е този, който вярва, че Исус е Божият син? If you're going to live on this earth, you're going to have to overcome some problems. You get exactly the same quantity of problems that other people get, really. We have a troublemaker called the devil who's running around doing his best to make problems for us. The thing about us is that we should overcome our problems. Not our problems overcome us. You know, sometimes people just, the problems come along and the problems just flatten them out on the road like a hedgehog. But when you've got some faith, you're like the hedgehog that throws the car off the road. Because that's what we're talking about, faith. And if you're going to actually 
have some victory in this life over the problems that come your way. You're going to have to have some faith. The great thing about it is that you've got faith in you. And you just need to use it. But we've got to believe that God is with us in the darkest moments and can take us through. The devil will always say you're going to fail, you're going to lose, you're going to die early, you're going to have no money, you're going to starve. He always is showing you circumstances that are bad. You know, if we focus on the bad circumstances, we just can get we can get really discouraged. But the eye of faith looks through the circumstances and says, no, God is on the throne of we're going to overcome we're going to climb out the top of this thing I'm going, I'm going to go up one side of the problem across the top and back down the other side <laughs> and it's all to do with believing God this is what overcomes the whole world you will either be at the end of your life you will either have overcome the world or the world will overcome you are you going to be an oak tree by the side of the, uh, bank of the on the bank of the Maritza or, or will you be compost you see every, some acorns make it into oak trees other acorns get eaten by squirrels are you going to get eaten by a squirrel or you're going to resist the squirrels and throw your roots down and resist all the wind and the floods and the sunshine and grow into a big old oak God is a God has given you faith to overcome. Here is a verse of scripture in the in, this is in Luke 8, 18 and verse 8. And it says that it's talking about Jesus when Jesus when Jesus returns. Luke 18, verse 8. It says this, uh, the last part says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, or comes back, shall he find faith on the earth? So 
So, you know, when Jesus comes back again, He's going to line up the Christians and He's going to be looking for, hey, did you trust me through the problems or did you lie down? Did you stand, did you stand up in the face of the storm and say, I trust God no matter what it looks like? Or did you just cry like a whiny baby? Yeah, it's faith. Will he find faith on this earth? Faith pleases God. The Bible says without faith is impossible to please God. You know, he, he, sometimes Melena say, you know, looking at the problems that we've got and and I said, but Milena, but faith says we're going through these problems. Faith says the sun will come out tomorrow. Okay, it might be raining now. It might be, you know, there might be freezing cold. But it's not going to stay forever. Now, where was that verse that we were looking at on Thursday? Um, we... Yes, you know, man, well done, buddy, excellent. 2 Corinthians 4.18, let's go there. Um, because this says here that we, we don't look at what we've got right now. It says what why we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You know, you might have a heart problem, you may have all sorts of problems. But you look beyond it to the, to the cross where the healing is. Uh, there was a remarkable story in the Old Testament when the children of Israel sinned and all these snakes came out and started killing everyone. And I hate snakes. I mean, they freak me out. I don't care what they are. They, I don't want nothing to do with them. And the, the, the children of Israel at this point, there was just snakes everywhere. And people were dropping down dead with all snake poison. If you ever see an abteca, maybe in England, you see a, a pole with a, with a snake on it. And that's because Moses put a, sna- a bronze snake on a pole. And 
And if you were going to get healed from your snake bite that you just got bit by, you had to stand still, get off the chair or whatever you were standing on, you had to stop panicking, you had to grab your wife who was panicking, stop her panicking, and you had, you had to stand still and look at the snake on the cross, the snake on the pole. That must have been really difficult to do. If I put you in a pit full of snakes and told you to stand still and look at the wall, you wouldn't do that. Няма да ти е лесно да спреш да се да се фокусираш, нали, да си махнеш фокуса от това и да гледаш на това. The application is they were looking at they were looking the people who were looking at the snakes and just panicking were getting bitten. И хората, които не можеха да се фокусират, те измираха, нали, те биват окапвани и измират, но тези хора, които успяваха да се спрат и да погледнат. The people that look beyond the snakes and the problems to the ужасен проблем и да погледнат това, което всъщност е преобраз на Исус Христос закован на кръста. So, let's have our worship time now. And when we're worshiping the Lord, we're looking beyond our problems to Him and His mighty power. You know, so many people are just all they're good is they're really good at describing what they're looking at. So they'll say, I've got a problem, it's this big, it's that wide, it's that high, and it's black. I've got a heart condition, uh, my heart's got this problem and that problem, and I take these medicines. Faith doesn't faith doesn't it say I haven't got a heart condition or I haven't got physical problems in my body. It just says I got a, I got a problem, but there's someone who's greater than my problem. So faith always has joy. Because it knows that a miracle is on its way. It's, it knows that no matter how bad the problem is now, it's going to change. It knows the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> and it's essential that we live with that in our hearts. I've got one, one last verse I want to go to, and this is in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 6. And um, 
We do need to we need to feed our faith. One Timothy chapter four verse six. It says this. Um, okay. Um, the last part of the verse says, "Nourished up in the words of faith and good doctrine." Can you see that? Now, you know, you need to have a fridge full of good food to nourish you up. You know, when I haven't eaten all day, I can start getting a bit weak. That's why you need if all if all you ate was one good hot meal on a Sunday, you'd still be very weak. Again, one of the reasons we we, we produce the news the news the Vesniks and the put the messages up online. Because you need to get to some good nourishing words of faith. And some good doctrine. I tell you, if I don't, you know, Milena accuses me of being a real preaching junkie. You know, I'm always listening to preaching. I need it more than I need my food. You know, if I if I don't get a good message, good sermon every couple of days, or at least every day, I'm, I'm beginning to get funky. I'm beginning to get, you know, something wrong. And I, a few years ago, I gave I gave my little um, MP3 player away to Shaven. And I didn't have one for a while and I couldn't listen to much. As soon as I could, I got another one, I filled it up full of good messages and I was plugged in again. Because I'm building faith. Because it helps me overcome. And the other thing is, is some stuff has got faith written on the outside of the container, but inside it's not faith. It's like opening up, you know, it says uh, baked beans on the outside. And you open it up, and it's cat food. And you don't eat it. You throw it away or you feed it to the cat or something, you know? The proof of the... We have this... It's not a scripture, but in English we say the proof of the pudding is in the eating. Uh, and you know when you you know when you're eating food that's just a load of rubbish but you also know when you're eating you know, when you're eating a good salad good shopska salad and you're enjoying it and you know it's doing you good and it's making you happy and strong that's what his word should be doing to us 
I said again, men who preach and people fall asleep and get depressed. What? When people are preaching <laughs> and they put their congregation to sleep or their congregation feel like like they don't want they feel like they're getting sadder and sadder as they're listening to the messages they're not preaching it right I'm not talking about you know God does last week if you remember last week it was more corrective you know, you know, when Shagan corrects, of, you know, I've seen Shagan teaching people how to kick the ball properly. And even though I've been taught how to kick the football properly, I don't think it, I kick it bad. But you know, to, to learn how to kick the football properly teaches you not how to break, so you don't break your big toe. And you put it in the back of the net, accurately. So you might not want to be stopped. You might not want to be having someone in your face and teaching you how to do it. But ultimately that correction results in the fact that you can kick a ball better than you could do. But even correction at the end of it results in joy because you're actually better but if the word of God is preached properly it should lift us and strengthen us and put a tiger on the inside of you <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah